welcome to episode number 42 of self-improvement and spirituality in practice, Blooming with Gracie Who. Today, I'm going to talk about different levels of self-sabotage. Actually, self-sabotage is something very common and doesn't necessarily originate in childhood or trauma. By the way, if you think your parents are guilty of you having had problems in your life, what I have to tell you is grow up and stop playing the powerless, wronged and angry victim. Because that negative attitude is what prevents you from attracting better situations. Your parents were what you were able to attract and they gave and did what they could. Self-sabotage is about not accepting reality as it is, not knowing how to deal with yourself, with others and with life. And as long as you don't look and accept your real reasons for not getting what you consciously want, you will keep trying and failing. So come listen to this episode before the frustration turns to anger or even depression. Gracie here, I've been a therapist, spiritual teacher, astrologer and independent spiritualist from Brazil. I help people motivated by self-improvement become their own gurus and transform their reality consciously. How? Using their hidden inner powers. Because I teach my clients how to access their unconscious forces and intelligences and make them work in their favor. Because I don't know if you were aware of this, but the cause of everything in your life is within you. And to change the effects, you need to work on the cause. So, do you want to understand certain situations in your life and change your reality for the better? So, stay here and let's have a conversation. Maybe you've heard about the law of attraction already, because there are so many people out there talking about this, people studying about it, and there was a book many years ago, and then a movie, and then this concept of the law of attraction, really a universal law, but the, you know, you have so many people teaching, or at least trying to teach other people how to manifest abundance in their lives, like making promises of how can you create miracles in your life in an easy and quick way. And actually, you know, in this case, abundance will be manifested in the lives of those trying to teach this concept, but not necessarily in the lives of the students, of the people who are paying for those miracle promises. <laughs> So, if you are familiar with this concept of the law of attraction and, uh, and if you studied about it, you could be like, oh, this is so wonderful, it sounds amazing, so I don't need to kill myself to get the right things coming to me and I can just manifest abundance in my life easily with no effort. 
And actually, there are many types of abundance, right? It's not only money, because you can have abundance of love in your life, good relationships and good opportunities at work, for example. But when we think about success, it's about making a lot of money to have more freedom, more comfort and more peace in our life, right? At least this is how I see money, its purpose, what it is for. If you are kind of a slave to make money in your life because you have that greed to be rich and successful, to prove something to other people, then you are not, you know, your motivation is not so healthy, I would say. But uh, in my opinion, money is basically to give us three things. Peace, so you don't have to think about money, how to pay your bills. Uh, money is to give us freedom to do whatever we want and it's also about comfort because you can have a more comfortable life right so basically when you think about success and financial abundance we don't have to worry about money and paying the bills right but the thing is many people learn about this this concept of the law of attraction wanting to have more money in their life They go deep into this kind of teachings and put those techniques into practice. And if this is your case, you get so excited. You can even see little things happening in your life in the first moment. But at some point, you can feel stuck like I'm working hard, I'm giving my best and I'm not getting the results I think I should. Or at least those results that someone told me I should be getting in my life. Remember those miracle promises? <laughs> and when you see other people giving testimonials of how many miracles they had in their life, you start to think, well, maybe I just need more time. Maybe I just need more practice with this. Maybe I just need to adjust little things like, well, what if I have limiting beliefs? So I would have to work on them first and everything will finally work with my positive thinking. But as I always say, if positive thinking was enough, the world would have much more millionaires, right? <laughs> so the principle of the law of attraction is mm, much deeper and much more complex than just positive thinking or doing affirmations or creative visualization. And actually, those testimonials we see those supposed teachers show, you know, if they are true, are from people who really got good results. But we don't hear about those many that didn't have such results, right? <laughs> of course, <laughs> no one wants to show, you know, bad results with their clients or students or whatever. People who paid for that miracle formula, right? But the thing is, if you are trying to learn more about this concept of how to attract good things in your life, how to manifest good things, not even abundance, if you are trying to put those teachings in practice, but still you don't have the results that you wanted, well, that can be very frustrating. Right. And then you can start to think, maybe I was expecting too much. It's about high expectations. Maybe I should lower my expectations one step at a time. And maybe I should be more patient. 
But at some point, frustration, when accumulated, becomes anger. And you can start to doubt yourself. Maybe there's something wrong with me. It's not only that I'm not doing it right, but there's something wrong with me. Because I see other people saying they are getting wonderful results. And then you start to doubt yourself. And this can be, you know, harmful to your self-esteem, to your self-image, to your self-value. But, well, being a therapist for 19 years already, I can tell you, if you are feeling stuck and not getting the results you want so much, and no matter how hard you have been working in your life, trying everything, it's probably because you have an unconscious block, an unconscious resistance, and that is avoiding you to get there. And this is self-sabotage, right? And there are different levels of self-sabotage. On a more superficial level, you can identify your sabotages. Or a good therapist can identify them with a few questions like, above all, what's the convenience behind not getting what you want? And you can think, oh, you must be crazy. There is no convenience because I want it so much. There is no convenience in not getting what I want or what I need. This is the typical reaction. When I ask someone, what's the convenience of not getting what you want? The immediate answer is that there is no convenience. And I always have to say, calm down, take a deep breath and think better. Because believe me, there is a convenience, unconscious, of course, but there is a convenience. And that's what I'm here for, to bring it to the surface of your consciousness. So I'll give you just a few examples of what kind of convenience someone can have not to achieve what they want. For example, you are trying hard to lose some weight. You are doing everything, but all those diets and exercises are not working actually. But deep inside, maybe you have a jealous partner. And if you lose that weight that you want so much to be more attractive to other people, maybe you are afraid that you have problems with your jealous partner and you might lose him or her. Because if you lose weight and you become more attractive to other people, maybe they will go after you, will try to have something with you, and then you can have trouble with your jealous partner. So see, in order to have peace in your relationship, not to have fights with your partner, this can be an unconscious mechanism of self-sabotage preventing you from losing weight and becoming more attractive to other people. No matter how much you were working on diets and exercises to lose weight, because consciously that's what you want, but you know, consciously it can be dangerous to your relationship and you want peace. So can you understand the kind of unconscious self-sabotage that we can have? Another example. Maybe you are not making that amount of money that you think you believe you deserve. What if you were afraid of making much more money than your partner, especially if he's a guy? Because, you know, men are so proud of being the provider at home, right? Especially if they are sexist. 
maybe you were afraid of being a huge success and having him, your partner, feeling bad or even humiliated. Maybe you don't want close people to you to feel uncomfortable when you are making so much money and they are not, especially if they are close relatives. You know, some people can feel like uncomfortable with the idea of unconsciously, of course, of making much more money than their siblings or going much further in life, having much more success than their own parents because they're afraid of those people feeling humiliated, feeling inferior to them. Or maybe you are afraid of losing your friends because many people have this belief that Oh, that guy, he's rich now, so he's arrogant, he's too proud, he has changed, he's not the same nice guy anymore, and so he won't want to have contact with us anymore because we are in different social levels now. Maybe you're afraid of losing your friends. See, we can have so many reasons why we unconsciously sabotage ourselves. And basically, it's about convenience and it's about fear too. Fear of losing people we love, fear of being disapproved. Like success comes with exposure, of course, right? Because you have more people getting to know you. You will show your face to more people, especially on social media today. So what if you are so afraid of what other people might think or say about you? And it doesn't matter if they are strangers or not. What if you are afraid of having haters DMing you on your Instagram and criticizing any little thing that you do? Like those haters do with influencers or celebrities, for example, because they are frustrated people. And I'm not talking about that level of success of being internationally known by everybody like a a famous actor or actress or singer. It doesn't matter. It's your concept of success. What represents success to you in terms of achievement in your life? Because that will make you more exposed to other people's eyes, right? People will notice you, will pay attention to you. So the fear of what other people may think and say about you because you would be more exposed, this can be an unconscious resistance to not getting that exposure that success brings to someone's life, right? So basically, it's easy for you to identify that kind of reason you have for self-sabotage, okay? And right now I was talking on self-sabotage on a more superficial level. But on a deeper level, you can have, well, I'm not talking about limiting beliefs because a limiting belief is something that you can identify easily. Like, oh, I believe that money can be not a good thing if it comes in large amounts because it can attract other people's envy or it can be risky because you will attract people trying to abuse you just because they are interested in what you have to offer in terms of money, opportunities, or even networking. So limiting beliefs are kind of easy for you to identify and work on them to change them, okay? But even though you can still have difficulties in getting what you want. So going on a deeper level of self-sabotage, you can have, like I said, 
conveniences. And this requires a deeper look to find what are your real conveniences for not getting what you want. And believe me, there is a convenience there. Otherwise, you would be getting it, right? You would be open to receive it. It has to do, in most cases, with the image that you want other people to have about you. Like if you were raised to be a good person, a good girl, a good woman, then of course you want other people's approval, right? And you want to be seen as a good person. So you may be afraid of being called a selfish, a bad person. And what if you don't know how to say no? Suppose that you reach the success that you want, that you dream of in your mind. But what if at some point you haven't learned yet to say no, to put limits, to set boundaries to people? So you can be afraid of other people abusing you because you don't know how to say no. So actually, you are not ready to be in that place that consciously you want so much. Unconsciously, you don't feel prepared to face all the requirements that this position will require of you, right? Going on a deeper level of self-sabotage, there's something that I call sabotaging subpersonalities. And what is this? This is something that is not so easy for you to identify because it's on a deeper level. And what are sabotaging subpersonalities? They are like entities in your psyche working behind the scenes of your unconscious to attract or repel people and situations to your life. Basically, because you went through some specific situations in your past and you were not mature enough, you didn't have enough knowledge, you just didn't know how to cope with those challenging situations. So the subpersonality was formed to protect you. And in a conflict, in a battle between the conscious and the unconscious, guess who wins? Yes, it's the unconscious. So if you have a sabotaging subpersonality in your unconscious, avoiding you from going through specific situations because you don't know how to deal with them, the sub will actually create or avoid situations. So you don't have to face that kind of subject again. And these are the sabotaging subs. I call them subs because, you know, they are with us for so many years already. <laughs> they are intimate. And it's important to say that sabotaging subs are way more powerful than limiting beliefs because they are autonomous. They are very smart. Like I said, they are like entities in your psyche. And that's why you can be feeling stuck in certain situations, working hard and seeing no results because there is something inside of you avoiding you having that experience that you want so much. And then you can ask me, Gracie, how can I identify a sabotaging sub? Well, this is something that I can do by looking at your birth chart, your natal chart. Just a quick look at it and I can identify how many subs you have, what kind of sabotaging subs you have, how they are working in your life and what kind of situations they are creating in your life. And you don't have to say anything. You don't have to tell me your entire life. I can see everything in your birth chart. 
all of that I can identify because I have so many years studying astrology already, more than 30 years. And I started with psychological astrology. And with my spiritual knowledge, I put everything together. So it's just something I can identify. And as I always say, you cannot change the effects unless you identify the cause and work on it. So if you are trying hard and you are still not getting the results you want, it's because you are not working on the cause. And I know you are doing your best, but maybe you didn't go deep enough. And something very interesting that I noticed in my work is that it's common to have two or three dominant subs acting in your life. And you can even have two or more of them fighting inside of you. The most common sub is the one that I call the executioner judge because it's not only watching you all the time but taking notes of all your mistakes. And he's very demanding. He's very critical. It's like a voice in your head. Many people can have a critical voice, always unsatisfied, always wanting more or always blaming them for not doing better. And actually, on my podcast, I have an episode describing those sabotaging subs. And I have two other episodes giving 14 examples of sabotaging subs I had the opportunity to deal with in my work. And there are more than 14 subs out there, of course. I'm always, you know, discovering new ones. Like recently, I was impressed with one that I called Psycho Sub because it really acts like a psychopath and this psycho sub can be identified in the birth chart related to some specific aspects between very violent planets and because those aspects are kind of rare and that's why that psycho sub is not common also but those energies involved in those aspects are so powerful and intense But since it is a conflict between those planets, they will manifest in someone's life as a destructive force. You know, they will experience a kind of a bad transformation in their lives, like that psychosub will destroy their relationships, can destroy their lives, their careers, and it's really destructive because it also involves a lot of anger. But this is another case. It's very rare. I was just impressed to find out this sub recently. Very interesting, in fact. Um, Fortunately, I don't have one like this. (laughs) It's interesting to observe in someone else and how they act in their lives, but uh, it's not good to have one of this because sometimes when I identify a very powerful and mean sub and I make the person aware of their existence. Something that I could notice is that even if the person tries to work with me, schedule a session to do that agreement with that sub, something happens out of nowhere to avoid that session with me. The most common situation is that the person suddenly has an expected expense or bill, 
something happens that they suddenly don't have the money for that appointment with me. Other emergencies or situations happen that will require an extra expense. So they have to spend the money with other things that seem like a priority at that moment. I think that in many cases, this could be like a test of that sub who doesn't trust the person because it has been denied and repressed for so many years. So it's like the sub trying to test that person to see if they really want to do something about it, like recognizing the sub and accepting them. But since the person doesn't put themselves first, you know, like prioritizing their self-improvement, they fail on that test, right? And in those cases, I just don't insist because it's pretty obvious to me that the sub is extremely powerful to the point of sabotaging even their conscious attempt to work with it in a session with me. But everything in life is a choice, right? If you decide that a work with your sub is not that much a priority that you spend that money with something that, you know, happened unexpectedly, then of course the sub will get even more angry because it was once more put last. And it's very sad to see, you know, the consequences in life. But anyway, I'll give you an example of... um, the kind of situation that someone can have when two opposite subs are in conflict inside of the person. So imagine this. What if you have a sabotaging sub that I call sister of charity? She's such a good person. She likes to help everyone. She doesn't say no to anyone and she really has a good heart. She just doesn't know how to put limits because she likes to help everyone. Right? But what if you have another sabotaging sub that I call Maleficent? Remember that movie with Angelina Jolie, Maleficent? She was a good person, but don't mess with her because she can be like a demon in your life if you mess with her, right? Because she's very powerful. Well, what if you have that good woman and Maleficent? Of course, Maleficent doesn't like the good one because she's like a fool. Everybody abuses her and Maleficent gets so angry every time the other tries to please someone. Because the other, the good one, is a pleaser and Maleficent sub is no pleaser. And it's not that she's selfish, but she's herself. She doesn't care about what other people may think about her. So that's why she doesn't try to please everybody. So see how you can have like an inner battle in your unconscious. Two very different forces trying to, each one wanting to have more power to be in control. So if you are too much on one side, in one polarity, identifying yourself with the good one and denying the other one, because you don't want to be a bad person. You don't want to disappoint people. You want their approval, so you don't want to say no to anyone. See how if you accept one a lot because you like her and you deny the other one, well, our unconscious forces, they want and they need to be not only recognized, but accepted and respected. And if you don't do this work because you don't know about them or you have a guess like, 
I have a bad side inside of me, a bitch side, but I don't like her to come up because people won't like her and I want people to like me. I want to be approved. But the one that you call bad side, she's the strongest one that you can have. She's the one that will fight for you, will set boundaries and say no to other people, right? So you need her in your life. She has the strength. The other one, the good one, is weak because she's so good to anyone. See the difference. So when you have a conflict inside of you, in your unconscious, because you are not doing what you should to evolve in your consciousness, to accept your wholeness, and if you are denying a part of you, that part will feel like, you know, teasing you in terms of, well, that person doesn't accept me. She or he denies me. So I will work behind the scenes of their unconscious to sabotage their life, to teach them a lesson until they get so tired of suffering that they will finally surrender. And by the way, there is another episode on my podcast, number 40, about conflict between subpersonalities, where I explain in more details how this conflict between a good and a bad sub can affect someone's life. It's a good suggestion for you to listen to it, number 40. So, in practice, when things go wrong, people usually think, Oh, there must be a higher force that I should be humble enough to accept. They consider that there is an external force, very powerful, affecting their lives, no matter how they call it. But people don't know about this, this concept of sabotaging subs inside of them, because this concept is very new. You won't hear about it out there, because this is something I've been studying and working with for years. And uh, I learned about sabotaging subs with the higher spirituality and how to deal with them. So people usually credit bad karma when things go wrong in their life. They think maybe I have bad karma or maybe I have bad luck. Maybe whatever, it's God's will that I won't get what I want in this life. Maybe I'm not a good person, not good enough to get what I want to get those blessings in my life. And here is something very common. People think because they are kind of immature, spiritually speaking, so they have this childish concept of the divine forces of God. They think that God, it's like a daddy that they need to please to receive blessings or even protection in life. So you see, even adults trying to be good people, to be good to other people, to do charity, because they want to please God, because they think that if God likes me, then he will protect me, he will give me good things in return in my life. But see, this is not only, you know, a very immature point of view, but it's also a kind of a bargain with God, or at least the idea they have about God. So I will behave 
I will be a good person, then I will receive the things in return. You know, it's how children think when they want to please their parents not to be punished and to receive gifts for Christmas or birthday, for example, right? And uh, this is not what we see in reality. We see a lot of good people, charitable people, suffering with lack of money, with accidents or disease, bad things happening in their life. But if they think that way, they will probably try much harder to please God because they will think, oh, I'm not being good enough. So see, it's a um, hamster wheel that don't get them anywhere. This is not how life works, right? This is a very wrong idea of what the divine force, the creator force, really works. But anyway, so it doesn't matter what is the excuse that you tell yourself to justify not getting what you want in life, even if you work hard to achieve your goals. In practice, this is about unconscious self-sabotage. And how can you stop this? Well, for me, in my work, in my experience, it's easy because in just one session, not only I can identify those subs and I don't use hypnosis, okay? The person is conscious all the time. So what I do, I identify the subs and how they are acting in someone's life. And then in a session, I expand my magnetism and I bring that force, that intelligence from your unconscious I talk to it and you are conscious all the time, like I said, because you will see images coming from your unconscious. I want you to take part in the session. So you will see yourself. You will talk to her or him. It depends on the form that the sub will take in your mind. And at the end of the session, I never finish a session without a peace agreement. And what is the peace agreement? Your subs will have some requirements, things that they need you to do or to change in your behavior to stop the sabotage. They will have conditions. So if you do your part, the sabotage is over. But if you get back to your bad habit, well, it will be necessary another peace agreement with good arguments to convince your sub that you really want to do that inner change. Actually, it's not complicated to do this. And once you go through a session with me, not only about negotiation with sabotaging subs, but also about soul retrieval, which is something that I do. If you feel that lack of purpose in your life, that constant sadness, if you feel that you've lost the joy of living, there's another episode in my podcast talking about the loss and retrieval of parts of the soul. So if you go through a session with me, then you know how I work. And you can try to do it again with another sabotaging sub or another part of your soul because you are already aware of this in my techniques. And then you can try to contact your inner forces and have them playing in your team as allies and also as good friends. Because if that powerful force can sabotage your life to the point of creating all those same negative circumstances in your life, like a pattern. Because I'm sure you have those patterns that are always repeating in your life. And you think, oh, again this situation? I don't believe it. Again that kind of person in my way? If you have a pattern, 
it's because there's something inside of you causing the same things. It's not something that is coming from outside. It's not an external force creating those circumstances in your life. It's not something that just happened. And if it is a pattern, and if it's always happening from time to time, so there is a way to deal with it. You just have to identify the cause to work on it. And if you have a good relationship with your subs, if you have established a good relationship with them, can you imagine that powerful intelligence and force? Can you imagine having her or him, that sub, as your friend? What kind of influence they can have in your life? What kind of amazing situation they can create in your life? Because they could be working for you instead of against you, like they are probably doing now. So see, this is something that can be done easily. And it really changes everything. Because if you work on the cause, you don't need to kill yourself to change the effects. They will naturally change in your outer life. It's very easy for me to identify anything, the real cause of any situation in your life. And even if I don't see your birth chart, just you telling me some situations in your life, I can identify the cause because I trained my sensitivity to do this. And also I have many years of practice doing this. I use my knowledge about astrology more than 30 years of studies and practice to help me in my work as a therapist. Actually, I consider myself much more a therapist than an astrologer. But not every astrologer can be able to see all the things that I see because it's something very specific in my work. I use astrology as a powerful tool to identify the real cause. So I go straight to the point as a therapist. I don't waste time like weeks or months trying to get to know my clients and then trying to understand the process in their lives and then trying to fix whatever is not going right. You don't have to tell me anything. I just look at your natal chart. I know what needs to be done. I know how to do it. So I really go straight to the point and don't waste time. And that can be life-changing, like my clients say. And also, soul retrieval has to do with bringing the best part of you back. Maybe you are missing courage. Maybe you are missing good self-esteem, confidence, or anything that you feel like a hole in your chest. At the end of a soul retrieval session, the person feels complete because that part is brought back to them. So at the end of even a single session with me, the person always has a good result. And I work online. Actually, I always worked online before it was a need because of this pandemic. And talking about soul retrieval, shamanism is an old tradition that deals with this, but they use rituals and instruments like little drums and the kind of hypnosis I don't use any of this. I use different, unique, and modern techniques that I learned with the higher spirituality. So you are conscious all the time and taking part in the whole process. In a soul retrieval, you will see the lost part of your soul. You will see where it is and you hear why she left you to know what not to do next to lose her again. 
And that's important because I do all the work, but at the same time, you are learning what not to do and what to do next. On my website, gracyhoo.com, G-R-E-I-C-Y-H-O-O.com, you can schedule a general evaluation session with me. If you are familiar with my podcast, if you have listened to other episodes, maybe you know that I was offering a free enlightenment call where I make a quick reading of your birth chart, identifying your main subs and challenges and lessons in life. But that free enlightenment call is no longer available because it was too much content, really amazing that I was giving for free for a while and people were so amazed, it was jaw-dropping, really. So it's no longer available and now it's the same kind of reading. Now I call it general evaluation session. And what is that session about? You will fill out a small form with your data for me to raise your natal chart. And on that session, I will explain everything in your life. Believe me, everything will finally make sense because I will identify your main sabotaging subs, like I said, your main challenges and lessons you are here to learn. I will give you all the answers and then you are free to do whatever you want with this information. Actually, it's a diagnostic session. It's much more than an x-ray of your life. It's like a tomography, actually. And nothing will be unconscious anymore. You won't have any excuse. You will be very aware of why so many struggles in your life and how the cause is really within you. And you don't have to say anything in that session. I will tell you everything and you will be amazed. Like, oh my God, she doesn't even know me. She's not even seeing me on the camera. Yes. <laughs> I will describe situations in your life, those repetitive negative patterns in your life. You can go to my website, book your general evaluation session and have another level of consciousness in your life. My dear listener, I hope you have enjoyed this episode and be aware of this. If you are not getting the results you want, it's because you're not working on the cause. That can be an unconscious block, a limiting belief, and going deeper, it can be a convenience, a fear, or even deeper, a sabotaging subpersonality working against you. But see, at the first moment, your subs seem to be sabotaging you, but deep down they are protecting you because you are not mature enough to cope with that kind of situation that hurt you before. Your subs are your friends actually, not your enemies. You just have to get to know them and get a peace agreement with them so they will be working for you instead of against you. That's it for today. Stay well and we'll talk again in the next episode.